Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Give it to me! Give it to me! Hey there, I'm Molly Wood. Oh, and I'm Tom Merritt. And welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, where we analyze the hottest trends and the happenings and things that are a thing, the things that are about to be a thing, the upcoming things, the proto things, the neo things, all the things get consideration here in our little basement laboratories. Life is like a box of things. You never know which one you'll get. You never know which one you'll get. Uh, I would like to shout out to thing a to <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> shout out to our patrons, those who support the show directly at it's a thing dot com slash. Uh, sorry, at Patreon dot com slash it's a thing because they get to do this fun thing where they connect their Patreon accounts to Discord and contribute to this ongoing chat uh, and live chat during our tapings, and that's awesome. And you guys are the best. And I just wanted to point out that one of them said he had this crazy dream where his wife and I were besties and they came to a party at my house, but it gave me this great idea, which is like, dude, we should totally at this point have a party with all these things like rosé cider and teardrop trailers. And we could like, everybody could do a little Bob Ross painting and wear your Panama hat. We got a soundtrack for that party too. Yummy food and yummy beer. We got all kinds of music for it. Exactly. Uh Uh-huh. You can roll up with your uh, little Nas X do best we need, impressions. Do we need a uh, an official date? And everyone, please have your thing parties. Dude, that is genius. It's it could a be thing a day. distributed nationwide. It's a thing day. Yeah. Where everybody has a party. Worldwide. Yeah, I didn't even realize. And we could have a little spa corner where we do sheet masks. Mm-hmm. Like, we have put together some pretty awesome party supplies turns out all right so here's here's what i think we we need people to do uh feedback at it's a thing dot me that's email address uh Mm -hmm. send us the elements of the party yeah and then and then we can we can sort of like uh brainstorm next week the 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 biggest elements and we're we're not gonna put structure on you you can have a party wherever you want but if you're that way we can share all the ideas of what could go in the party Exactly. Like the decorative elements. Oh my goodness. This is so exciting. Dig deep too. Don't don't feel like it has to be like the last five episodes. Oh, yeah, I'm going all true. the way to the Twitter feed. Go back. Because we can go all the way back to Bullet Coffee for this sucker. Man. Oh, Bullet Coffee. You know what <laughs> I never that? did? You know what I never actually did was the coffee nap. Oh, really? I've the never coffee six, nap is so great. I've tried it a couple of times and screwed it up by not going to sleep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, that would be, in fact, the opposite of a nap. Yep. Yeah. I'm uh-huh. like, oh wait! Now I'm starting to feel the coffee. It's been 20 minutes. I I didn't go to. I didn't actually drift off. Um, I still Our producer Rich, in fact, in the Discord right now, is saying there should be some Korean drama uh-huh. playing on the TVs in the background. Uh, there could be dramatic readings of the three body problem, but that might make everybody take a coffee nap. Yeah, well, there you go. See, hard to say. <laughs> you can combine say. them, and you got to go. You could combine them. <laughs> anyway, I absolutely love that idea. 
it's a thing parties. party. Uh, send National us day of it's a thing party. Your suggested elements to feedback at it's a thing dot me. Yep. And we will plan <laughs> basically my favorite thing. Plan a party. Right. Plan the perfect. It's a thing. party. That is your thing. It is. I know. <laughs> I love it. Well, speaking of music, and in fact, you mentioned Lil Nas X. Uh, my first thing this week is actually it's it's not just a follow up thing. It's sort of identifying the elevation of a thing beyond the limit at which we thought it had reached. Lil Nas X has combined multiple things by featuring <laughs> rapper RM of BTS, the K-pop band. Oh my god! On Soul Town Road. Oh my god. That's almost like that's like that's a nirvana. That's like a singularity. It's a moment. follow-up maximization combo. Yeah. Like singularity. Wow. I think singularity, you're right, is the only way to express that. You know, it's funny too, because it almost feels at this point like just ways to keep it hanging on, especially now that Blanco Brown has come along with the get up, mm-hmm. which is arguably the new new thing that's like the cool hip-hop country song right i have to play a little bit right. for people who have not heard it but uh it's it, then you see all these sort of collabs and you see little nas x like redoing it over and over and trying to create the thing singularity it's like no 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 it's my thing i was here first <laughs> well here's here's what i didn't realize until I, I i started looking up the old town road soul soul town road mashup uh deal oh my God, hysterical. um he he is about to set the record for most weeks at number one. Oh my God, really? Wow. Yeah. All right. Right now, so Lil Nas really X to fear. has been. I didn't num- mean that he. He has been at number one with Old Town Road for 16 weeks, tied yeah. right now with Mariah Carey and Boys to Men's One Sweet Day, which set the record in 1995, also tied with Despacito, which tied the record in 2017. Um, dang. So those are if you're like, actual facts. Man, I want to make sure that I set, I break this record. Who can I call? Who can I call? Exactly. <laughs> oh, the biggest boy band on the planet. That'll work. That's amazing. Yeah, you're absolutely right. He just guaranteed himself a minimum of another 16 weeks. Minimum. <laughs> At least minimum. one more week. Yeah. Who knows? I tweeted one time ever about BTS and it was like the most... I didn't at them or anything, right? It was like, oh, look at BTS singing along to Dolly Parton at the Grammys. How adorable. Mm -hmm. And that is, to this day, my single best performing tweet of all time by like a long shot. And once in a while, it'll still get liked. I mean, when were the Grammys on? In the spring sometime? Yeah. It'll still go. We should, um, Rich, note to put BTS in the title of every episode of It's a Thing from now on. Yes, definitely (laughs) do that. (laughs) <laughs> uh, oh, and by the way, if you wanted to hear a little Bianco Brown, the get up. There you go. There it is. Round around you go. It's time to show out right now. So that you know, you get the idea. I mean, it's definitely like I mean, riding, you know I'm dancing right now. It's riding the coattails. But it's brilliant. But apparently not, he's not been around a, a while. Not in a cheap way. It's like, oh, well, here's another good way to do this. Yeah. And he did it perfectly because like Lil Nas X, he, he went the TikTok route. Mm-hmm. He created a challenge. He put out a video so that everybody could learn the dance moves before. I'm into it. I am into it. Um, all right. Let's see. I also my first thing is also comes to us from the world of the, <laughs> of the hipster children. 
<laughs> things that the millennials are into. Have you noticed that John Mulaney is a thing? John Mulaney is a thing. Yes. John Mulaney is a thing. And he's kind I of an adorable thing. Like, it came on my radar when he hosted Saturday Night Live without right. having anything to promote. Right. Right. Exactly. Like, that's the that's the the people that host Saturday Night Live when they don't have a movie out. You're like, oh, that's Saturday Night Live. Just thinks they're cool enough to like really cool. Like bring them in, and yeah, he's and it's not gone away. Right. And he was. I mean, to be fair, he worked on Saturday Night Live. He was a writer. Yeah. Yeah. But but yeah, like but I don't know what happened exactly. He's been a working comedian and writer for a long time. I mean, not that long. He's only like 36, but, you know, a long time. And all of a sudden, he is just, he is the favorite comedian of all of the cool kids. Because to your for point, some reason. there's lots of people who've worked at Saturday Night Live as a writer who yep. never saw the camera, ever. Yep. He didn't see totally. the camera when he worked there. As far as nope. I know, right? I don't think so. And then he comes to host because he's yeah. big. And, he's just big. And and he hasn't, I mean, not that he hasn't done anything. Uh, he's done lots. But he hasn't done that one thing you're like, well, it's because he was the star of Avengers Endgame. You know, or there's, there's yeah, not that moment. You could be like, oh, he, was, he did this huge thing and now people pay attention. He's sort of the grassroots popularity of just like doing lots of really good things. None of which on their own are, are, are huge in the zeitgeist, but they, they add up. Yeah, they really do. And I think it partly is just that like, he's hilarious and he did have, you know, he had a hit show on Broadway and he, you know, this and that. Right. And he was hilarious. He was the Peter Porker spider ham. Right. In the in the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. But it is sort of like you still put together this list of things and you're like, okay, sure. Yeah, he was in a Broadway show with Nick Kroll. Oh, he... And if you're a Broadway fan, I get it. You're like, no, that that Broadway thing was huge. But it was huge for Broadway fans. It is his full-on insane crossover into constant... Like, I even, as I was thinking to myself, like, God, is he just... He's like a thing, and I don't know why. I found this, like, in Ad Age... Uh, a headline that was basically like, oh, that Cats trailer is weird. You know who should rewrite that? John Mulaney. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? What? Why? Because he's just universally agreed upon to be the most hilarious man in comedy right now? Like, when I guess he's hosted Saturday deal? Night Live again this year. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't even realize that. I am going to confess again that this is one of those that initially came to my attention because of my child. Because he was watching all his, like, Netflix specials and he just couldn't. But if you search Twitter... For John Mulaney, you just see all of these casual references to people are like, I'm just going to fill my my thread today with uh, my timeline today with John Mulaney quotes. <laughs> why? Why him? I and think, I'm not saying he, I mean, he is hysterical, but right, he is right. also for whatever reason, for whatever, like the mysterious. I think, too, he also embodies that sort of that perfect, like awkward, anxious thing mm-hmm. that is so beloved of the millennials right now, like he talks all about his anxiety and he's just like, I'm a weirdo and, and I'm vaguely asexual and I have lady hips and that's like all part of his shtick. And I think it just works. Uh, maybe it's an example of the multiplier effect of like, yeah, I'll do a Broadway show and I'll do a stand up special on Netflix and, you know, and I'll be in documentary now and then I'll, you know, and then eventually it just builds up without having the one thing. You just have enough really good things that suddenly everybody's like, you know who I like, that John Mulaney? Well, you know what? I really like him, too. Oh, really? And there, there you go. He's huge. 
and he's everywhere. And people are putting things on Twitter like, "There's a John Mulaney quote for everything," and I'm like, "What? Th- th- there is? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, there is. <laughs> he's like the new Keanu." Oh wow! Is he the? Let's is not he get the crazy. Awkward no, no, no. Millennial Keanu. Maybe Keanu's Baby are Keanu. my. He's my generation, half your generation. <laughs> Keanu's thingness, I think, is not threatened by John Mulaney, right? And I don't think he's necessarily that big, like the full-on crossover. But I think amongst a certain age group, John Mulaney is just like he's tops right now. He's it because he doesn't even. When I say this, doesn't even, but like it's not like oh, but he's huge on Snapchat, right? Or oh, he's got a YouTube channel. Nothing, right. nothing like that. Our Discord tells me he's been huge on Tumblr for a while. <laughs> mm, but which, right? Like, what? but n- not his Tumblr site, right? Just huge on Tumblr with people putting quotes and gifts up. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. He's just a thing. The end. Yeah, he may. And I'm be delighted because he is really funny. Pure thing. Oh, <gasps> I think he is pure thing. Yeah, because it's hard to explain. Right. He's funny, but there are lots of funny people, right? Like, he's oh, yeah. worked for a while, but there are lots of people who work for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what mm-hmm. it is, but he's he's it. He's it. Well, um, I, I uh, saw the movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood last night, and before... Oh, did. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was great. Uh, Quentin Tarantino is not a... I mean, he is a thing, but, you know, that's, that's not what I'm here to talk about. Before <laughs> the movie, they showed the trailer for Hustlers. Hustlers, okay. I think, is maximum thing cast. <laughs> headlining, okay. headlining this is Constance Wu, which many of you may know uh, from Crazy Rich Asians, uh, but also mm-hmm. um, you know star of the TV show. Um, <laughs> I suddenly blanked on the name. I know. I'm like, mm-hmm. let me help you out with a quick uh, duck duck go hold, please. Yes, Constance but anyway, Wu. Constance Wu headlining. Uh, followed, fresh off the boat. Fresh off the boat. Thank you. Followed by Jennifer Lopez. Well, okay. Cardi B. <laughs> and Lizzo. Come on. In one movie? <laughs> in a movie about women at a strip club deciding to take over the business. Um, my God. <laughs> Okay. So it's kind of part heist movie, part women's empowerment movie, uh, part uh, I, I, not romantic comedy, but com. It looks like there's a comic <laughs> feel to it. I am flabbergasted by looking at this. By the way, just flabbergasted. Mm-hmm. Also, of course, the first thing that came up was like this whole story about how Constance Wu is a giant diva who let her bunny poop all over her rental. <laughs> during filming i have no response so there's to that. that i know there was the constance wood controversy when fresh off the boat got renewed for another season and she tweeted that she was disappointed and then tried to backpedal it and all this stuff but i think it, she's disappointed because she wants to be like a super movie star and she's headlining a movie that has j-lo in it i can see where you might think that i don't know about I letting your bunny too. poop over a rental though that's not cool evidently she demanded top billing so there's that as well. Mm. Uh, it is based on the real story of savvy strippers out for revenge. You know, it's funny, actually, because we've been talking a lot about um, at my other job about the movie industry mm-hmm. and how they just, you know, they had this like sort of terrible summer. And were it not for Marvel movies, it well, would all Disney, be right. Lion King, yeah. Aladdin, Endgame. 
uh, and right. Spider-Man made all the so money. So were it not for Disney, America's one content company, mm-hmm. um, everything would be like a giant disaster. And so you can see why if you have to try to make a movie, you got to pretty much go, okay, what are the biggest guns we can find? Right. It's point, like that are not the rock. It's like the super group uh, approach to movies. Yes. Instead of <gasps> Asia, you have hustlers. Oh my God, you're totally right. It's like, and it's like the NBA or something like super team. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fascinating. Because I was watching this and I was like, oh, look, constant, because uh, the trailer starts with J-Lo and you're like, oh, okay, J-Lo showing off that, you know, still, still got it, you know, and all of that. Uh, and then Constance Wu comes in. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I like her in Fresh Off the Boat, a TV show that I watch and couldn't remember the name of. So sad, but, uh, it happens. It's but I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then it's about strippers. So I'm like, immediately Cardi B shows up like, well, of course. And then Lizzo, just the icing on the cake, like, and right. Lizzo just. Because also Julia Stiles is in this movie. What? <laughs> randomly. That's I mean, not randomly, but it was like, oh, that's also very interesting. I wonder <laughs> if this is one of those things where you've hit on a sub thing, which is the sort of approach to movie making, which is like, you can't just, because there's, because nobody wants to go or the competition is so strong or something, you really do have to take this super team approach. You've got to do something to grab attention. And it's, yeah. you know, and they're doing multiple things with this movie, right? Uh, one is the star power. Another is the, you know, empowerment message to be like, hey, like, you know, we're, we're telling a, an important story here. Um, at least more important than most heist movies would be. There's a lot of like story. women taking yeah. revenge TV shows and movies going. So if you're like, oh, that that seems to have some traction. Let's do it better. This might be a way to do it better. Also a sub thing is the women taking revenge. Yeah, right. But still looking, you know, appropriately hot to appeal to the men while they do it. Well, you want to sell as many tickets to that that movie (laughs) as possible, right? Clearly. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. I will confess that my second thing today is born in some it's it's a slightly derivative of my obsession with the teardrop i would call campers. it an extension not derivative it's an extension yeah. it's an extension and i have discovered that it's more than just a camping thing but my second thing is mercedes sprinter vans what is a mercedes are, sprinter van okay now that i've said it you are going to see them everywhere hmm. so a mercedes makes vans i'm going to just go ahead and acknowledge here for the people in the audience who know about this already this is not new like, they've been making vans for a really long time. Okay, sure. But they make this – it's a cargo van. So it really is meant to be sort of a commercial van. It, yeah. it like, competes with the Ford Transit and, you know, it's, it's like, for carrying lots of people and lots of things. But it's super nice because Mercedes makes it. Mm-hmm. And they've been around for a really long time. But for some reason – that I have been seeing them, like I've been seeing them in my sort of little van life universe because they're really popular for camper conversions. Uh, and so people do these like fancy custom camper conversions. And in fact, my stepmother was even talking about them and they get, they go for a ton of money, like 60, 70, 80,000, $100,000 when they're, yeah. I mean, it's an expensive van anyway. It was like a big deal when Mercedes released a sprinter van that was like $35,000 so that small businesses could buy them. I mean, now I'm having a retroactive experience of what you said because I'm looking at this picture of the white one. I see these all the time. I just assume they're delivery vans. The time. So a lot of them I are. I didn't, didn't think twice about it. I'm like, oh, tall, tall delivery van thing. Yeah, it's it's basically a tall delivery van, and you will now see them everywhere. And then what I discovered is that they are just like a hugely. This is how I 
came around. I came around the back way to the Mercedes Sprinter van because I saw it as a van life conversion because it apparently is super popular for that. And there's just like a really standard thing that they all have and they're really nice. But now that I have become aware of them, I cannot. It's like <laughs> it's like sorry, the silver Ford. Jeep was for me. It's like the freaking silver Jeep. Like they are apparently the cargo and delivery van of choice in at least the Bay Area, which is sort of like sad and funny, right? Like everybody here has the really expensive cargo van uh, or like maybe the Ford Transit isn't tall enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. AT Porter uh, in the in the Discord points out that they are like the Vanagon of the new millennium, which they are. They're like the Vanagon for rich people. So they're meant to just be vans for transport or cargo, but then yep. people build on that to convert them into this this kind of camper's paradise thing. Yep, exactly. Okay. And then the camper's paradise version of the Mercedes Sprinter is a whole sort of also thing. Oh, <laughs> so so you could buy it already pre-camperified. Yeah. Oh, totally. Um, for $132,000. That's where it gets expensive. Got it. Or you can buy them, like, there's a bunch of them on Craigslist. There's mm-hmm. actually, because... Like, <clears throat> obsession (laughs) can't be bothered with anything but van life research these days basically um but yeah way cheaper than i thought actually because my stepmother and i had had this whole conversation about how they were so fancy and they were really expensive and but it turns out you can get sort of a whole range of them all the way back to 2007 which purists claim was the best diesel engine that they ever made you know i don't live too far from a mercedes dealership Mm. so i'm I'm, i think i i think i've seen rows of these when i've gone by I'm sure that you have. Yeah. Like the I more I stare at this picture on digitaltrends.com, the more I'm like, oh yeah, no, I, I definitely have. Like I'm, I'm again, like I said, I'm retroactively experiencing having seen them everywhere without realizing it. I know. And I guess I just, I didn't, it's funny. Cause like, I remember when the Ford Transit Connect was introduced and it was just like this weirdo little van. And why would anybody want that? And all of a sudden everybody was like, oh, awesome. That's exactly what I need for my cleaning business or my Mm -hmm. dog walking business or my cargo delivery or like, and they seem to be the van of choice for, you know, small Amazon prime delivery kind of things. But if you just, I don't know, if you start looking around, you'll notice that almost all the little commercial vans on the road are, are these Mercedes sprinter vans, which are also super awesome. How does that happen? Though, because, <laughs> because commercial vans, you, I mean, I guess businesses are like, well, it's tax deduction. So, because I'm like, wouldn't they want more affordable vans than a yeah. really expensive Mercedes Sprinter van? Or is, or is it, is there some, I'm wondering if there's something about it that makes it worth the price that boosts the sales that gets it to the point that everybody starts converting them. Yeah. Well, I'm wondering if, right. I don't know how the conversion thing happens, except that they, they're just like, they're great and huge inside. They do last a long time. That is very true. Um, mm-hmm. I was in Europe a few years ago in Amsterdam and <laughs> and had this driver and he was totally talking about, he was, I was like, Oh yeah, I really like the German cars, but I drive a BMW. And he was like, no. <laughs> and he goes, have you ever seen a BMW taxi? And I was like, no. He's like, that's right. How many Mercedes taxis and, and personal car and car, like, you know, uh-huh. livery vehicles do you see? And I was like, oh, tons, because I guess they... They're just reliable. Last a really long time. But I wonder, now that you mention it, I do wonder if the explosion in the delivery versions that I'm seeing is because a few years back they announced this, like, $33,000 version. Mm, maybe? Yeah, I mean, that would make sense. If it's like, oh, I get the quality at a better price. 
Boom. Right, and it's going to last forever. That's like the, yeah. the the what they're doing with the A class for consumers, where they're like, "Hey, the millennial, you can afford a Mercedes. It doesn't mean you're stodgy, and it's cheap for a Mercedes." <laughs> <laughs> I have seen, I have seen those. That seems to be working. Yeah, yeah, Sprinter cargo van. Sprinter they cargo are. van. This is cool. It's a thing. I really, it's it's actually a pretty awesome looking van. Like if I were going to go the full on van conversion thing, this would be pretty rad. 95 like here's a 2014 for $95,000. That's all. It has gaucho couches. <laughs> what is a gaucho couch? I have no idea. I okay. guess it just sounds really fancy. <laughs> just look out because once you it has solar, it has a solar uh solar power, two refrigerators. Oh, it's solar power for your internal electrics, huh? Mhm. Oh. And then the uh, a gaucho picture. couch is a collapsible travel trailer bed. Oh, yeah! Look at you, smart. There you go. It's fancy, and you can tell that hipsters are into them because uh, the picture of the Craigslist ad that I found has a bottle of Jameson sitting on the little table and a dude working on his MacBook. <laughs> so, I hope uh, that didn't ruin it for you. See now, if it was someone with their headphones on listening to Lizzo and drinking a rosé cider, we could get behind then it. Then we'd be having a good party. Yeah, that'd be part of the party. Mm-hmm. Feedback at it's a thing.me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also get emails to feedback at it's a thing.me. Should we read some? I believe we should. We got a short Fordo email. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Uh, scrolling. She, she wrote, scrolling, oh scrolling. my God, thank you, in the subject line. And then in the body of the email said, I literally, and I do mean literally, just shouted those words at you guys in my apartment as I was listening to episode 64, and you guys were talking about anxiety. It is totally a thing, and it kind of <laughs> drives me crazy. I think there is a rise of kids and millennials who've been diagnosed with some form of clinical anxiety, which always makes me wonder, where were these diagnoses when I was growing up in the early 80s and in college in the mm-hmm. late 80s? Did lots of kids and college kids have undiagnosed anxiety back then? WTH. <laughs> it goes on. And, and it goes on for a while. And she also points out, and this is totally true, I feel like we mentioned this in the episode, but maybe not, that a, a big one among kids also is talking about how triggered they are Mm. which they totally do all the time and she said i have explained numerous times to my 12 year old nephew that when talking about emotion trigger is a clinical word you don't throw it around like a baseball at fenway park yeah that was was, good but uh, also it's true i I think it was maybe this week in science i was listening to where they had a guest talking about uh that like trigger is is an is is a clinical thing and it's mm-hmm. real, and mm-hmm. and it to, it reminded me of gluten, where people say, oh, "Oh yeah, I want gluten free," when they don't need it, right? It's like trigger is like no, if you if something really does trigger you, then you should know you need to know about it because that's a, the clinical thing. But mm-hmm. it gets used by people who don't really get technically triggered. Well, and so does ang- so does anxiety, and so does anxiety. Yeah, like there really there is this kind of parlance of mental health that kids are using really casually and on the you know as we discussed in the episode on the one hand it can be a good thing because there's sort of raised mm-hmm. awareness and way less stigma on the other hand it's utterly devaluing with respect to the language yeah i mean i don't want to play language police but i would say just just yeah. think about that you know before you you use a word or throw it around that's all mm-hmm. be aware yeah 12 year olds are awesome at that yeah <laughs> 
Simone wrote in and said to comment on some of the things we have been listening to. One, face masks. Tamale. Girl, where you been? They have them at the dollar store. <laughs> the dollar store. That's great. Dollar Tree. We may, dollar have, we may have mentioned they that we don't mask. leave the house, right? But I did, we did get like a new like local dollar store around the corner across mm. the street from Yemeni Bodega on check the greatest street masks. ever. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go check. Uh, she says, two, who banned, right? Awesome. New thing. One, Dungeons and Dragons in prison. <laughs> uh, new favorite thing ever. She says, yes, they are playing D&D in jail and even making their own dice. Two, bottle cap spin. Different than Eli's take. Someone spins you around and you cover one eye and then try to flick the bottle top. Three, Globin, a box that comes from developing parts of the world to decorate your home. Could we be more first world? We're going to have to look that up. And then four, she says, Helen Smash. She is hilarious. We've done no research into these new items, but I like that they're just like to add to the list. Yeah. Thank you, Simone, for extending the list. Uh, And then Matt on Cats, (laughs) the movie, says, hey, long time, first time. Listen, even though the Cats trailer is a thing, it seems to me that the bigger thing is hating the Cats trailer. I we sort of assume that, but you're, you're totally right, Matt. All my people from my previous life in music school and theater are hating on this to the point it has become a game of who can hate Cats more. Maybe it's some kind of uncanny valley effect. Just some thoughts. Keep thinking. <laughs> Keep thinking. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Oh, uh, that's amazing. And before we go, more Fordo or Mordo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she writes directly. I love this. She's communicating directly with our, our uh, listener, Thomas, who wrote to us and saying, Thomas, I, too, am forced to send one actual physical paper check per month to my landlord because she doesn't trust e-payments, and she's only 40. I mean, data trust is a legitimate concern, but you can't let it rule your life. Create unique, strong passwords for all your accounts. Only connect to public Wi-Fi networks using a VPN, and you're pretty protected, right? Anyway, she said, since I don't think I've had paper checks around my home for at least five years, I set up bill pay through my bank and have my bank write the check, put it in the envelope, put the stamp on it, and send it to her near the end of every month. Can you not do that? The thought of you actually physically writing out a check to someone is killing me. Killing me. <laughs> I, uh, so that's how fast Fordo talks, by the way, in case you don't know. I, you know what? I still write my one check a month to my HOA in Oakland. Uh, hmm. And I don't think I want to convert that to an automatic send. Like there's some part of me that's just likes like, well, you know, I'm still got one foot in the in the tradition <laughs> Okay. I don't know. If you want to. I don't know. I, I, have, I have the bank. Actually, that's funny because I was trying to clean out the this studio area earlier today and I found this checkbook and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Dusted it this off. This could be really helpful, but I don't even know if it's for an existing account. Like, could be in for, for anything. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I, I know that I'm making my life harder periodically, but I just, I, I can't. I'm with Fordo on this one. Killing me. Killing me. Killing me. Um, well, that actually reminds me of one time when I was going through some stuff and I found an old check from my grandparents, uh, for like birth, like a birthday thing that had never been cashed. Yeah. And it was like a couple of years old. And I was like, can I still cash that? Is that, <laughs> is that legal? I don't, yeah. I don't think so. Right. No, I think, I think there's an expert. I like they a lot of checks will have it on their 90 or, or 120 days or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, no checks, no checks. Um, if you two, I would like to point out here that Fordo has special rules 
And that's just how it is. So you're probably not going to get two emails in the same show like Fordo. Uh, it takes a lot of years mm-hmm, to earn mm-hmm. that level of privilege. However, you can have your email featured on the show by emailing us <laughs> at feedback at it's a thing dot me. You can also tweet us. We get plenty of tweets, but I love the emails. Um, and that, that is how to reach us with all of your things, your comments, your thoughts, and so much more. You can also become a member of It's a Thing and get access to cool stuff like our Discord and the ad-free mm-hmm. RSS feed and more. Just go to patreon.com slash it's a thing. That's right. And don't forget, feedback at it's a thing dot me. Party. We'll talk to you again. Oh, yeah. Send us your party ideas. Party planning. It's on. Talk to you next week. <laughs> Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.